morning. It's actually nearly afternoon today. We're a bit we're late. Slower. Well, it's Sunday. <laughs> it is so we're Sunday. allowed to be. And we're on episode... 11. 11. Second double digit day. Yeah. Sunday so, fun day. Sunday fun day. So, uh, today we've got a few things. This is part two of yesterday's podcast, right? Yeah. So, well, we do don't you want wanna... to explain? We don't want the podcast to go on too long for people, <laughs> so and we tend to have a um, tendency to waffle, and plus we have to get on with our day. But I felt like we didn't really kind of finish what we were saying yesterday, so that hence why there's kind of a part two. Yeah, so, and I th- and this is kind of a bit of a glimpse into like mine and your way of processing stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Because we, um, and that's, that's the whole purpose of this podcast, right? Is to one, document our journey, but I think you figured things out in conversation as well, right? Yeah. So we were kind of highlighting aspects of, well, what were the key things we were kind of highlighting yesterday? And yesterday well, that's what I was going to say for though, anybody that wasn't listening, yesterday was episode 10, and um, we were covering, um, yeah, there was a question that I had seen on Facebook in a, in a women's entrepreneur group, really big group, there's something like 600,000 people in it or something. It's a very, really? very, yeah, it's a huge group. Wow. Um, and somebody had posted the question, would you teach your kids about entrepreneurship or should you let them figure it out themselves? And I was just like, well, why wouldn't you teach them that? And I just thought it was a good jumping off point for the podcast, of which it was. So teaching your kids an entrepreneurial mindset. Um, and then today is, was kind of what, well, what is an entrepreneurial mindset? You're going yeah. to be teaching your, your kids how to sit in a boardroom and have a corporate meeting, that's not what we're getting at, yeah, is yeah. it? It's much more kind of um, life skills and skills that will take you far in, in business and, and hopefully in this kind of very new modern world that we're finding ourselves in where everybody's very much online and well, we I think need to find a new way of communicating with each other. Yeah, and to add to that, I think that's an important thing to just highlight, that the world is a very different place to what it was when our parents were kind of our age and trying to navigate the yeah. best way forward, right? So the reality is for over the in the, over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years, the, there's a good chance, especially because of things like COVID and its influence, because who knows what the influence of that's going to be on society and how we yeah. work after 2020, right? Mm-hmm. But it's probably going to be pretty significant, yeah. like this concept of working from home and all this kind of stuff. And I... I had a sneaking suspicion that in the future, uh, already before 2020, because we were hiring in people from all over the globe yeah. for uh, doing different pieces of work for mm-hmm. us, that there was there was the prospect that you won't have a singular job, no, right? No. You won't you won't the idea of getting up in the morning, being in an office for nine a.m. and staying there for seven hours or eight hours or whatever it is and then going home mm-hmm. that would be something that used to happen years ago mm-hmm. but now what happens that this is obviously the future but I can imagine that now what happens is no 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 you have a key pieces of work to do with key pieces of uh, key relationships you have in business yeah. and as such you are almost like a either consultancies or agencies yourselves mm-hmm. with very specific niches specialities. Yeah, I feel that we're at a massive turning point at the moment, over the ne- which will play out over the next, I don't know, three to five years. But I think there's a huge amount of opportunity there, but there's also a huge amount of reworking and challenges, and yeah. which of course there always will be. So, um, and it's it's uh, how to kind of best best navigate those and and 
skill yourself. So if you've got uh, teenagers or, or younger than that, it's just a, a brilliant time to be teaching them the kind of new ways of the world so that they can, yeah. when they go out into the world, they're, they're ready to take the most of, make the most of the opportunities available. Well, and that's part of the problem with the schooling system. We were the, um, and again, this is probably something for another episode, but the, the schools have got enough to teach kids. Yeah. Like in terms of the found, they've got all of that foundational work they've got to do in terms of language, maths, sciences all of these aspects let alone any other niches that mm-hmm. they have to go down so to to require the schooling system to suddenly pivot and do mm-hmm. embrace entrepreneurial activities the reality is it's probably not going to do that until it's 5 10 15 years too late yeah you know because the vast majority of what's happening in the schooling system is not massively different to what we experienced in the schooling system in terms of the core subjects no. It's just the methodology might be different, yeah. but the fundamentals are the same. It always makes me laugh when um, I think back to kind of my maths and you you had to do all these difficult calculations in your head and your teacher yeah. would be like, you're not going to carry a calculator with you. Oh, <laughs> of God, course, yeah. we've all got a pocket calculator where we're all like amateur photographers because we've, yeah. we've got these devices on us all the time yeah. that, that teach you just so much. I mean, I, just on a side note, I was looking at, Instagram stories this morning and realizing that I haven't really been um, in that involved in Instagram for quite a while since we were traveling like I, I dip in it every now and then but I haven't been concentrating on it and there is just so much you can do you're, you're yeah. your own like mini media publishing machine yeah. you can do these just quite astounding things like AI and all sorts yeah. all built within just a singular app and of course yeah. there's hundreds of thousands of apps out there so it's um yeah it's it's amazing the stuff that's available to yeah. you um, and you don't need as much as history and geography and things like that and general knowledge are important I mean my, my parents have always said oh your general knowledge is yeah. terrible but but I don't need it anything I want to know up uh, Google <laughs> yeah I mean there is there is there's certainly pieces of knowledge that you should have in terms of like there's been times for example where in certainly in our travels where we were in certain parts of the world or considering going to certain parts of the world yeah and my father's really good on history isn't yeah. he he's very good at understanding what the political climates are partly because of his job as well at one yeah. point and all that kind of stuff but he um the amount of times where we were just like children and he's going to his country <laughs> we were just like we were on the phone to dad and just going oh yeah this is need to be looking at us like you do realize why that is though right you do realize that you can't just say this or go do that yeah. and so we were constantly getting this education there is a there is a downfall with relying too much on tech because it's yeah. throwaway it's too easy acquired yeah. right it's like it answers a question for you then but doesn't necessarily you don't retain it well yes but are you you need the discipline to look into it carefully you can't yeah. just you, you know if there is if you are researching a country you're going to or or, I don't know, something that you need. You, you can't just kind of have a cursory glance at Google and no. just take the first thing you, that you see as, as read. You know, that's, yeah, yeah. You, you have to do your own digging and your own research. On, on a particular fig- country. Yeah, yeah, figure, yeah. Or, or topic or anything. Or anything but yeah. the point is, the information is available. You don't need to store all these kind of useless-ish facts in your head anymore. No. You know, because you, you, you carry an encyclopedia with you wherever you go. Yeah, and it's a blessing <laughs> and a curse, right, in that you, you can become... It's that whole thing where they sort of talk about jack of all trades, master of none. So, and yeah. that's if you give people, if if you give too much choice, everyone has too much choice, yeah. and and they can function on a like kind of 
subpar level mm-hmm. and navigate through life, then then where's the excellence gone? Bob's back. Bob's back. Bob the fly's back. He is. <laughs> Podcast is on and he's come back. We haven't seen him all morning. No. So he wants to be the fly yeah, star. He's a fame hungry fly. <laughs> he is, yeah. It's like they're filming. <laughs> um, he's been waiting around. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so uh, it's completely thrown me. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so the, the <clears throat> let's go back because I've completely lost my thread. So let's go back now to looking at the values and why we're talking about this today. So well, you uh, were, what you were trying to say was about um, jack of all trades and stuff. So one of those things would be focus. So you need to focus on things, and that is one of the um, kind of key um, as- attributes of an entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah. So after yesterday, I I had a quick Google, say, <laughs> like and just kind of looked a bit deeper into what other people consider an entrepreneurial mindset, obviously what we consider an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial mindset, the things that we've needed in our business, um, other people that we know in business that have children and the kind of messages that they try to promote to their children and just kind of got a general idea. And we've come up and with... And what they have for themselves as well yeah, in course. terms of what it is to be yeah. a good human being, right? Yeah. Or a productive human being. Yeah. So I've kind of come up with seven key areas um, of which... Uh, Focus and discipline is is one of them, um, and and with that, I'd say responsibility as well. Taking responsibility for the outcome, yeah, is is important, and and that and you can teach that so early with children in terms of like with their homework and stuff. Yeah. That you know, if they're not um, if they're they're not getting their homework done, you know, they've got a weekend or whatever sometime in the weekend then they're freaking out on a Sunday evening it's because yeah. they're not taking responsibility for that outcome yeah and that's that that's not that outcome is all is both success and failure yeah, exactly. right because that's one of the um that because the uh, responsibility for outcome also ties into resilience and mm-hmm. all because they're all interconnected right yeah. it also ties into perseverance and all yeah. kind of stuff but responsibility is a core character trait mm-hmm. is something that you can't help but um, be pushed towards when you are starting something in business, yeah. right? So, and you, you, because people are relying on you to deliver on what you said. Yeah. Right? There's no, if, if your business or service is, is if, there, if you've got a very clear result in mind, whether it be going back to the analogy I was using before about, uh, on a previous episode about, well, if you're a hairdresser, you need to be able to cut someone's hair. Yeah. So clearly, if you give some poor woman a crew cut who's coming for a, I don't know, a perm. Do they do perms anymore? <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> well, I don't think so anyway. Okay. So, well, if they do perms, they might do perms. Um, but um, but and if you give the poor so-and-so a crew cut, then that's your fault. Yeah, yeah. And and you've got to you deal with the blame, consequences blame of that. the scissors, can you? No, say? you can't. But, and also, though, when you fail as being... as there's it's the ability to like learn from that failure so that's like irrespective of how much that there may be pain associated with failure mm-hmm. right so that's like we talk a lot about that with ourselves and with um and with the kids about um re- the responsibility of good or bad mm-hmm. like you well, own it and right? i think that there's pain with failure 
but there's not shame. And I think that's really important because the pain is, you know, you might be disappointed or whatever mm. it is, but it's really important to kind of teach your child that there's no shame in failure. No. Because we get taught in business a lot, don't we, by, by um, some of the people that we've kind of had as mentors, just fail fast. Yes. You know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be afraid of failure because it just leads you on to the, the next right step or, or takes you towards the path that you should be going on. Well, I saw something, I saw a post a couple of days ago. Um, I didn't realise I still followed the guy, actually. It popped up on my social media. It's a guy called um, Gary Vaynerchuk who... Years and years ago, he's been around since, I think he was like kind of driving the social media, get online, do videos since 2007 or 8. He's been like... I was listening to his podcast last night, actually. Oh, were you? Yeah. Oh, this is very strange. Stuff. It is, yeah. isn't it? Um, Incident. But he, he's been like aggressively pursuing that message about um, just business and get putting yourself out there and working hard and all this kind of stuff for, for donkey's years. Um, and something pops up um, on my uh, timeline yesterday on one platform or other, and it said something like, "If you're not fa- if you're not failing, you're not playing." I think was his words. Right. And I was like, "That's so true." Yeah. Because yeah. you never start, you never start anything, and like succeed. If you succeed immediately, it's luck. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a it, it, nothing. Nothing in life works. So we did some exercise earlier, but you did a run and I did a run. Mm-hmm earlier today and I was thinking when I was doing my run that I was doing I was doing that run and it felt really comfortable doing that run but I remember a time when doing that run the way I was doing it would have been hell for me Mm. a little while ago but um, it's taken lots of pain and time and to to, and like when I was annoyed with myself that I wasn't able to do that in previous months like now I can do it it's like it's worthwhile it's like yeah, yeah, it's like there's no shame in not being, like you say, yeah. there's no shame in not being able to do that then. Yeah. You just keep showing up and eventually you will do it. Well, that's that's what we were saying yesterday, wasn't it, about um, the schools very much in England, not not here so much in France, but, um, but very much in England have this kind of almost fear of um, upsetting the children or upsetting the parents in that they kind of squash competition a bit and everybody, as you say, gets a prize for just kind of turning up and yeah. um, which in my opinion is a little bit dangerous because it's not the real world. There are no prizes for second place or no. for just showing up, you know, you, you, and you, you will fail. Um, I mean, when I was at, when I did my A-levels, I um, <clears throat> I was at the, the top sixth form country, college in the country in Cambridge. And because of that, um, I was very much at the bottom of that top college, right. so I'd, I'd, I'd scraped my way in. Right. Um, and so, therefore, obviously, most people were better than me. They were ridiculously bright kids. Right. Um, and I always kind of was flailing around at the bottom of the class most of the time in, in this college. And so I worked my butt off to get my A-levels. I really, really did try. I wasn't a particularly academic kid before that, but I really did want to get good A-level results, so there was a um, particular university I wanted to go to, it was my kind of ticket to, into life as it were, and I, I really did work my butt off. Um, and um, and I, I spent five or six months pretty much in the same position, just revising, revising, revising. Yeah. And uh, I was always sucked at exams anyway. And um, when it came to my A-levels, I remember getting the, the results and I'd done all these like visualizations and positive affirmations, so everything yeah. I'd done. And I, I was actually quite confident that I was gonna get some decent results. And I, I came out with what the majority of the world would think were decent 
fairly decent results. Right. But in that college, they were pretty crappy results because right. everyone was like A, 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 A. Right. And I, I think, I can't even remember now, but I think I got something like B, two C's and a D or something right. like that. Okay. Which is respectable for most people. And then I actually retook the D and got an A anyway. Right. Um, but I was devastated yeah, yeah, yeah. and I mean like it felt like someone had died yeah. I was mourning for a couple of weeks I didn't get into the university I wanted and I, I totally thought life was over right because it was that was your traditional route into the world yeah. I didn't know anything else well there's a lot of pressure on right because you're told leading up to doing those exams they by your parents and by the schooling system that everything hangs like they, they say, well, what do you want to do in life? How, what job do you want? I mean, Christ, asking a child what they want to do for the rest of their life of work. Yeah. I mean, what an unfair, ridiculous question <laughs> yeah. that is, right? A child that's got no other experience in the schooling system is then yeah, told, yeah. go choose the career for the rest of your life. Yeah. So you have all this pressure around an exam set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so it's no wonder that you felt well, they've put it in, with... in mourning yeah, after, because yeah. you're effectively mourning the loss of your your life yeah right I was I was just like well what the hell do I do now yeah, um yeah. and and we we met some um uh, Americans when we were traveling when we were in Florida didn't we um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you if you remember this but they they homeschooled their kids and obviously we did at the time because we were traveling but they homeschooled their kids generally anyway it wasn't just because they were traveling yeah and one of the reasons uh, was because of the pressure um on really young children and their oldest was how old was Aya? Uh, um, about the same age as Bill. She, no, she's slightly, slightly younger. younger. I, th I think she must have been maybe eight at the time. Right. Um, and and I remember them saying something about I I, can't, I don't know how the American school system works, but there was a there is a test around about that age, maybe a year younger, that the kids are like flipping out about. They're getting really stressed at that tiny age. So how? Seven or eight. Uh, which is just crazy, and that's because they they're all afraid of this failure. Um, yeah. So. I mean, the complaints about how the, the pressures on children, we could probably do a whole episode yeah, on, yeah. but coming back, the, if teaching, teaching yourself, not just the children, but yourself as well, that failure is part of the learning yeah. and, uh, and taking responsibility of the result, whether that result is something you want or don't want. Yeah. Is, is something that is, is a really important thing. And yeah, when, when things fall over as well, it's like the fact that one, not only should you not have any shame associated when something falls over, but if you demonstrate that there is no shame when something falls over to the other people, like to other people around you, yeah. and you own that result, good yeah, or bad, yeah. people respect you for that. Yeah, because as long on as some you did your best. Like, exactly. There should never ever be any shame. No, and you. and people because people all have been where you are. They're yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. a different way, shape, or form. And yeah. the fact that you can stand up and go, yeah, do you know what? It just went. It just fell apart. No matter what I did, I fought as hard as I could, and it failed. Or yeah, yeah I lost all that money. Or yeah, do you know what? We were ruined by this. I mean, how many times do you hear? Um, some of the biggest names entrepreneurs on the planet and they have a like win massive fail win again yeah. story right yeah. and and the or not even the win at the first time just fell 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 and then, and then suddenly win. they win yeah and everyone and, always says oh they're an overnight success but uh, they've psh. been toiling away for like 15 well years. we should say about the bamboo thing in a second yeah, but um the uh 
But that's the thing, right? It, the reason why I think we all go, we feel drawn to those people that have got those backstories is because they're not ashamed of that failure. No. And that there is a light, there's a sense that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and that we have all on some level failed in something. Yeah, definitely. And we felt some shame about it. And yeah. it's always like we look at people that are not ashamed yeah. to talk about it and respect them more for it. And we talk to our children about that. We talk to each other about it. Yeah. I mean, we've had moments uh, uh, in 2020 where we've been genuinely scared about what the future might hold yeah, yeah. because it's you just if you were to completely buy into the media stuff and all this kind of stuff you'd think it's the end of the world yeah, next yeah, month yeah. so the idea of failure that could play a part in our thinking thought processes through 2020 but it hasn't to a great degree because what we thought is if we fail we'll fail fighting you yeah, know and yeah. we'll and we're not embarrassed to fail yeah. we will we will go out just running at this issue. Yeah. And it's one of the reasons why we wanted to document this. Yeah. Um, this taps into the entrepreneurial journey, yeah, yeah, yeah. taking responsibility as a result. Doing a podcast like this and doing it very publicly to document our journey. I mean, Christ, if you're going to document the journey of your business, <laughs> yeah. normally most people do it when they've made their millions yeah, yeah. and they're the high. And there's and it, this just all this thing does is just feed their ego right it's like yeah i'm really successful and come look at me look at my flash cars my large house and this we started this <laughs> when the economy is on its knees and yeah. uh, our industry in the events industry is just completely on pause yeah and we're doing a startup yeah. so there's no ego associated with that but it's it feeds into our look we want to take responsibility for result mm success or failure and we will fight to get the best result yeah because uh, i and i think that's one of the nice things about 2020 as well is that um everyone has dropped their egos a little bit um every i know i certainly know some of the kind of big events businesses that we knew that are still out there fighting yeah are opening up and being a bit more honest and saying yeah. look i'm struggling guys please you know um help me publicize this or uh, can you spare a thought for that? Let's or, collaborate. Yeah, yeah. or you know, I, they are not being so. Look at us, aren't we wonderful? They're, they are. Well, I think being it's a bit more human. Well, I think it's both sides as well. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily that they're entirely being that. Mm. I think it's that they don't. Nobody seems as intimidating to anybody else anymore. Yeah. Because we all get that this is a dreadful yeah, place. Yeah, I suppose if the really big guys can fail, then we then yeah, it brings them down to. A, Everyone's yeah. on the same playing field, I guess. Exactly. No one is is being shielded from this this from twenty twenty. Yeah. And um, so, apart from Madison, you're doing amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And who will continue? This would normally be a boom time of year for them anyway, because it's yeah. leading into Christmas. And anyway, but yeah. So responsible understanding that part of part of being an entrepreneur is about responsibility of result and it good or bad it also feeds and that feeds directly into who you are as a person and your character yeah that then informs how you approach everything in life yeah right and, and whether you take action or don't take action yeah. right because yeah. what's the opposite i think that's probably the the first and most important skill i think um it's definitely what we used to say to what we do say to our franchisees it's what we say in their training immediately yeah. you know you, you have to take results you can't go oh my member of staff didn't turn up or no oh, I, you know, oh, it was my, traffic. my kid was sick or something. I, I mean, 
life happens and you you have to find your way around it and yeah well and, having and the a reason doesn't care yeah having having a reason for something failing doesn't r- remove the responsibility you have for it yeah. right it doesn't excuse all it is 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 an outline of the circumstances that led to your failure yeah. but it doesn't excuse you from owning that failure yeah, yeah. right and and i think that's the mistake a lot of people make is is they they hide behind the circumstances that created that that outcome mm. and uh, in the hope that they can be somehow just like that they can mitigate that yeah yeah and it's like but we on some level all know that that's um, rubbish yeah, right yeah, that yeah. what that they are in some way shape or form responsible for the outcome because things very rarely very rarely happen like immediately like, that's the other thing we've learned about failure, isn't mm-hmm. it? And is is that there's when someone when a business owner or somebody tells you about a specific situation that's happened to them, what you're getting is you're getting the is it cliff notes? Is that what they call it? Mm-hmm. When it's just like the key parts of the story that are relevant mm-hmm. because they haven't got time to tell you all the weeks and months that led up to that point, yeah. right? So you just get the highlight reel, right? And so. When, whenever you talk to anybody about those things, when, when all you get is highlight reel, you, it, the impression that you're left with is, wow, these things happen really quick. When they turn, they turn and go south really quick. Mm-hmm. But they don't. No. They, normally there's days, weeks or months between when things started to crumble. Like, and then it fails. It's yeah. like um, uh, there was something I heard the other day where someone said, Rome wasn't built in a day. Neither did it fail in a day. Yeah. It, it happened over a process of a very long time. And that's the same with most things. Yeah. You have, and if you're conscious and aware and responsible, you'll, you'll find ways to navigate yeah. and try and mitigate the, the, the impact of that failure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. Okay, so what else have we got? <laughs> uh, communication. That's obviously... A really key trait in um, in business um, in everything I think I so many times when something goes wrong or you end up with in a altercation with someone or or just um, something's just been misconstrued and you and every time I'm like if they would just communicate yeah. this would all be okay yeah I think teaching kids how to communicate from a very young age is incredibly important and whether that's communicating their feelings or just letting people know what's what's going on yeah. is just it's just so important there's so many times where um things go wrong and it's normally because it's a breakdown in communication yeah I'd, and or, or or even that things have got far worse yeah they, they things things might have gone wrong but the the impact of that break if you yeah. like that issue could have been so small yeah. had people just not taken responsibility yeah. and communicated the yeah. issues. And I suppose it's magnified in in the industry that we've spent so long in, mm. in, the, in the events industry, mm. because that in that industry, for anybody listening or watching this at the moment, the, 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 it's quite unique business uh, or industry in that things are so time sensitive. Like the... Um, in the and they're they're so they're not just time sensitive, but there's no second chances. Mm. You don't get uh, oh, let me try and do that again for you. It's like mm. if you're not if you don't arrive at a particular place at a particular time, 
completely 100% ready, then that's considered failure. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how much you try and overachieve beyond that point. From the client's perspective, you fail. Mm -hmm. And we, we had it with, we've had it with a number of people in the events industry where they're, They've had issues. Some something as a curveball has been thrown at them, and then they just clam up. Yeah, they just don't the talk. The amount of time we've had it with franchisees and with staff, where there's something has happened, or 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 they feel a certain way about something, and we're completely in the dark. We don't know. Yeah. And then either they'll blow up at some point, and it's yeah. all you this and you that, and I'm like, but we didn't know. We yeah, didn't know anything <laughs> yeah. that was going on said anything yeah or you know like a, a, a something will fall over and again it's like oh because this and this and this and that you've got this whole chain of events that again you had no clue about because no. they just haven't communicated no and so if you just picked up the phone and we try and instill that a lot don't we but unfortunately people still don't do it because i think it goes back to the the fear of shame and, yeah, and that they don't yeah. want to admit that there's a problem or um that there's, that there's some kind of issue that they need to kind of raise and so they don't communicate. And no. it's, it's so frustrating because it, it could, can be fixed so easily. Well, and it, yeah, it's the... Um, if you just put your cards on the table and talk things through. Well, I think it's... it's a com- And those things are often a combination of things, right? They're a combination of um, not wanting to take responsibility of the result, which mm. we were just talking about, because there is, there is some kind of shame for it. And it's like, I so because I don't don't want to take responsibility to it, Every time I get near the gravity of the situation, it makes me feel bloody awful, yeah. right? Because so um, head in the sand, pretend it's not there. Yeah, because it's just <laughs> it's just a world of pain that issue, and uh, and so I just rather avoid it. And then there's the other aspect of just like there's there, I think there's um, going back to what we've talked about in a number of podcasts where people feel that they're fully formed, mm-hmm. like they're, they are fully equipped, fully uh, capable and know exactly the way the land lies. Mm-hmm. And as such, they've determined that this is an insurmountable problem. Mm-hmm. No one will tell them otherwise. No. And uh, even if it's like we've had situations where we've spoken to people and they've got themselves so like in the moment, like this is again the part of the problem with events because it's all this pressure on time like mm-hmm. being delivery on a, a very specific moment in time it can create anxiety in people that aren't used to mm-hmm. it right and um, we've had these calls from people before and you can meet like we'll meet like we'll interview st- like staff or franchisees or whatever it is and they can seem like the most like put together strong person in the world and then they get in on an event mm-hmm. and in your and we used to say it in the training, didn't we? It's like that. Whatever happens, the moment something falls over, just pick up the phone. Yeah. And it, you don't have to know what the answers are, but you what you do need to do is be descriptive about the problem yeah. because then we can navigate it. Yeah. And we used to get on the phone to these people, and they would be like a babbling wreck, <laughs> wouldn't they? They'd just be like, "I can't see it. I can't. It's just. It's just not. Well, it's just. Like, and it's so not. you just need to touch this button or whatever it was. There <laughs> on isn't a big a screen. There's definitely a button there. It's, it's a blue square button. No, there's no button. It, there really is. <laughs> there's definitely a button. Oh, you mean the blue button? Yes, I mean the blue button. Yeah, <laughs> and it'll be right in front of them, but they won't. They're they're like because they lose the ability to communicate. That's, well, yeah. that's one of the other things on here again is uh, as well as emotional reg- regulation, being able yeah. to regulate your emotions to be able to deal with and communicate effectively yeah. is is really important. I mean, I struggle with that. If I'm particularly angry or frustrated by something, 
um, I will tend to go to an email or something like that rather than have an exchange with someone because I know my brain won't keep up quite because I, right. I find the, that any particular anger or frustration tends to overtake my brain a little bit and right. I can't think as clearly as I'd like to. So I don't, yeah, I don't so... trust myself that I'm not going to say something and that I shouldn't or that something come out wrong or something. Yeah, same. and that's not that you would say something that you shouldn't because it would be harmful to no. the individual. No. It's more that... I wouldn't which, explain the, myself properly. Yeah, yeah, and it would actually be harmful to you. Yeah. As yeah. in, you, you, would, you wouldn't be able to actually put your point across yes. well enough and subsequently you would... Like you would be wrong, yeah. And it's like, yeah. well, no. Even if you're not wrong, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's, and you will often recoil from conflict mm. for fear of misstepping the problem. But again, right? that's a that's a, a childhood thing. I, I very much believe that because I I was an only child and I didn't have that kind of daily battle with my siblings or whatever, and, right. and because we lived a long way away from um, most, we lived in the sticks, so I didn't have the kind of kids in the street to play with. Instead, um. I didn't grow up with that conflict. Right. So therefore, when I was presented with it, as I got older, I was yeah. like, oh, what do I do with this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and whereas our daughter, Annabelle... Yeah. Because, so we have, uh, if this is the first time you're seeing or watching this, we have two children, Annabelle is 10 and Zach is 7. And um, they, they get on famously, but Annabelle is so adept at... Like you can you can find yourself in an argument with her, yeah. and she'll run circles around people, <laughs> yeah. and you'll come away going, "What the hell just happened?" <laughs> and it's... Yeah, I do, it's it's a skill. I I, don't, I do think that partly it's a it's a it's an inborn skill because even from dear dot, she she would go to people as a baby when she yeah. she's always been very comfortable with with people and talking. Yeah. Um. But uh, I I yeah I think it's a strength, and if if you recognise that in your child that they don't have that, because Zach is completely the opposite, he will clam up. Yeah, and you don't know there's a problem with Zach um, until it comes out in another way because yeah. he completely shuts down and won't communicate. So I think if you can, if you recognise that in a child, you do need to try and find ways to draw it out, bring it out. Yeah, get them to communicate. Yeah, communicating. So when there is when there is something going wrong, and I suppose that's probably more relevant this year than in any previous year. There's stuff going on in all our lives right now, which which is failing mm. right so it because you can't not live in like 2020 is bringing the consequence of all our years worth of action good or bad to the front yeah. right so if you haven't been fortunate enough to to get yourself in a financial position where you can just put your feet up for the rest of your life which let's face it that's most of us yeah. right that's only the only people that are allowed or have that ability is a very tiny fraction of the of the world right yeah. so so that's being brought to bear if you have um if you are haven't looked after your health yeah consistently for the last few decades or whatever it is that's being brought to bear yeah, right now very much so not just in terms of oh you might get covid but all the things are being kind of squashed down, aren't they? Yeah. If you've got some other problem, you're not being able to see a doctor and stuff so much at the yeah. moment. If you so, haven't yeah. invested in working on your relationship... Yeah, you're suddenly th being thrown into... Thrown together yeah. into that. If you haven't invested your time in your... With any relationships with your children or other members of family, that's all being brought... Like, there's so many things where it's... Where things are... 2020 is making any potential weakness that any of us have. And unfortunately, most of us have multiple weaknesses... Yeah. It's it's like kind of magnifying those yeah, issues, yeah. right? So communication about the failings in certain areas. So for example, if one of those cracks, if you like, or one of those failing areas is your relationship, yeah. well, what's going to solve it? 
communicating yeah, the fact yeah. that look, I don't think we're in the right place. This is hard for everybody. Yeah, there isn't yeah. a magic like way out of this situation. Yeah. The only way we're going to get through this is together. Yeah. So how do we work? How yeah, do we yeah. how do we communicate with each other in a way that enables us to come away not just survive twenty twenty but thrive yeah. after this? Like, what can we do together to do that? And they, and the same in business. It's like well. Pretending, <clears throat> pretending that the world is great right now in business would be ludicrous. Yeah. Like if anybody says to anybody at the moment, oh yeah, it's, well, unless you are one of those fortunate businesses that are doing great, because there are some. Yeah. Um, but reaching out to others in your industry or other people to try and get advice and things like that is crucial right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So on all levels, yeah, so communication. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, okay, I need to have a good cry. You know, it can't be just like, identifying what the issue is and then figuring out how best to like to tell that to somebody else that you think might be able to help you solve well, it. Well, even if there's not a, a solution at the minute, just focalising kind of where you're at, it mm-hmm. makes a big, big difference. Yeah, so, yeah, to enable somebody to help you carry the problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so, what else do we have? Emotional regulation we kind of touched on in there because um, when we just said about Annabelle and Zach in terms of communication, mm. that opposites with them flips the other way. Whereas yeah. Anna, whereas Annabelle is so emotional, uh, she finds it difficult to kind of regulate that, doesn't she? If she's yeah. if she's in a uh, a temper or or if she's upset about something, the whole world knows about it. <laughs> yeah, she's she gets picked up by an emotion, whether that's happy or sad or yes. whatever it is. She's she fully lives that experience, yes. doesn't she? And yeah. everybody knows that she's in that Yeah, yeah, yeah. Space. And I think, and I, I don't think we have the solutions on that at the moment. We're, we're kind of working ways, working through different ways to help her in that, aren't we? It's, it's difficult to, especially well, you don't want to, in the moment. It's yeah, well, you don't want to be this to, person that's constantly squashing yeah. what is really a real enthusiasm for life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't want to be that person, but you also don't want to be creating this person that has no um idea how to read external like yes. their impact on other people yes yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh, and that, i think that's how we're kind of approaching at the moment yeah. it's like it's not necessarily don't be that way yeah it's just by all means be that way but also be aware, be aware yeah. yeah of how your behavior is, is affecting somebody else yeah and like, i regularly say to bell again okay, like, because she's doing something that's just driving everyone crazy. I, I'll get like I'll have a sterner voice with her, but mm. I I literally have to say to her, "So, can you hear the tone of my voice right now? <laughs> yeah. What does that mean to you? Yeah, you know, I literally have to be that explicit yeah. with her for her to recognise that. If I don't, she just dismisses yeah, yeah, those yeah. things. But on an adult level, it's also yes. important, right? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. So, because so. it's not just in terms of regulating your emotions for your own peace of mind but also in terms of is it exas- exasperating well or making the the problem a lot bigger yeah 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 Yeah, because you and I have a very different way of dealing with our emotions in life and in business right yeah and, and but again comes back to communication so if I'm in a, an emotional state for whatever reason something's triggered me or as we said on another podcast I'm just in a bad mood because it, it happens you don't have to have a reason as mm-hmm. we were saying but you, but you don't have to make it other people's problem mm-hmm. um but again just communicating like I can't deal with that right now because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just not in the right space for it or whatever yeah. it is and and not dealing with 
other things in that in that space mm-hmm. like so you know if, if you've got a, a difficult email to send to someone don't do it when you're in a really bad mood yeah. <laughs> unless it really requires you to do that at the time you know it, it just so it's understanding your emotions and how to to regulate those i did say that i would do another podcast on those those steps to bring you out of certain moods yeah well, and it's good. yeah and it's understanding that emotions are not you yes yeah right it's that's I think there's a mistake. Like I've got people I know, and I won't even infer who they might be because they'll, work, they'll probably be able to work it out. Yeah, <laughs> but I have people I know who, or we both know rather, who um, their their entire function in life is to be the uh, decision maker based off the emotions that they're feeling in that moment. Yeah. Like the emotions in some way or shape or form is what who they are and what they are. And they use those phrases all the time. I feel, I feel, I feel. All the to, time. To justify whatever it is that they're doing or going to be doing. Yeah, either it's, I feel or you make me feel or yeah. they made me feel. Yeah. It's a, And that's not necessarily... And the reason why I think it really jumps out at you and I when people say that is because it's not something you and I say very often no. we they're not that's not a phrase that we reference no. yeah it's um but these individuals you i guarantee you if uh, and you probably anybody watching or listening to this probably know of people exactly like it who it feels like they use it feels like <laughs> i did you use didn't it. say i feel you no but they use that word <laughs> i feel at almost like the start of every sentence yeah. or the finish of some story and and you can't you can't be emotion because your emotion can change or be influenced by a million different things. Like someone could, you could be driving to work, someone could cut you up in the morning, it put you in a bad mood, and then suddenly suddenly that mood, that emotion, influences, is, is you. And then you yeah. become, it influences every decision you make for the rest of the day. Yeah. So separating yourself from emotion yeah. and understanding that that's just how I... And feeling in that time, but it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with yeah. anything else. Yeah, definitely. It's really important, definitely. right? Definitely, yeah. What's that book? Um, oh, that guy that literally, if you listen to it on audio, it's like one big long meditation. Um, the Power of Now. The Power of Now by Eckhart, Eckhart Tolle. Tolle. Yeah, or Tolle. Tolle. Yeah, uh, one of the two. But yeah, it, that's... That's all about living in the moment and separating yourself from your ego and yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And if, if, if you've not heard of him and you're interested in any type of meditation or just clearer thinking and being in the now mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, I highly recommend just taking that book and getting it on Audible and listening to There's another um, very similar book called The Untethered Soul, um, which again talks about the... the difference between your ego which is the thing that can be so easily influenced by emotions and stuff and then the the other person within you kind of your mind basically right. so you're, you're kind of there there are always two people in your head at any one time um and if you can kind of if you can separate those then you you will be able to regulate your emotions and respond to things completely differently because you're you're almost watching the other person right yeah because there's a thing as well they talk about with the way your brain works in terms of 
um, your chimp brain, the reptilian brain. Paradox, isn't it? Chimp paradox. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is a chimp paradox. Mm. Yeah, I never really got into it. No, I didn't. I, I struggled it, with it. I was expecting it to be a lot more chilled mm. to read than it feels. No, it's to, quite. It is quite a heavy book. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't get all the way through it. No, but people often you often hear people with only references to chimp brain, yeah. reptilian brain, yeah. all of these like different aspects, and they're effectively a function of how you are processing your external view of the world yeah and um and i think the chimp brain if if like to break it that well what i understand of it what's been explained to me is that's like the chaotic like immediately respond mm-hmm. and um very emotional just mm-hmm. like um yeah any stimulus it reacts mm-hmm. yeah so i think um yeah being conscious of that and understanding how it affects your life it's definitely important in business and yeah. as you as you as but, uh, but again, coming back to kids, so important if you can kind of get in, get that in before they're a teenager and help them with yeah. that. Because obviously, as a teenager, you have so many emotions flying around and 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 so many different influences, and your whole world is changing. It's a difficult time. Yeah. Um, for them to be able to kind of recognize this isolation or isolate the emotions yeah. separate to them I think is a really powerful powerful skill to be able to not necessarily master but just something to be aware of yeah agreed so um, what else do we have um, goal setting um, mm. well that kind of I guess that ties in with the responsibility piece being, but more so I don't know where, where you where it would sit but kind of almost like delayed gratification yeah you know that um well, and, and yeah, optimism. And patience, and, teaching yeah. uh, children that, you know, you, you, they don't... I was reading something this morning that they um, this person doesn't believe in giving their kids a, an allowance. Oh, really? Um, no, every, uh, that, that everything should be kind of worked for and earned for. Oh, hang on a second. So you, when you say an allowance, do you mean that the kids get money irrespective of whether they do anything or not? No, no, yes, yeah, so they don't get an allowance. So they, they don't get any money just willy-nilly like that. Right. But they also don't get money for certain chores because they're just expected to do things like feed the dog uh, you know put their plates away or whatever as part of living in the household that's their yeah. their contribution to being part of the family um but they do help them with like various business ideas and yeah. creating things and I, I didn't to be honest I didn't read the philosophy but that's but kind that's, of our philosophy as well yes. though, right well I don't know I do tend to bribe them sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah that's true but we because we were, and they're not a sponsor of the podcast or anything, but um, we were introduced, in fact, uh, well, anything we've mentioned so far on the podcast aren't. Nothing yet, no, we, we didn't have sponsors Yeah, yet. yeah, no. but, uh, <laughs> It's only day 11. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, but the what, point I was going to make, is I was, it, we were introduced uh, by my sister on something called Go Henry. Yes. Um, so any of you that got children out there and you're trying, trying to juggle... Uh, like things like that like giving money to your kids for whatever reason um it's basically an app you have on your phone right um and you as the parent create the log in and create an account for yourself and then it basically says to you right um how many how many accounts do you want how many children do you have so obviously we have two children Zach and Annabelle so we put that in and it says right we will send them a debit, a banking card mm-hmm. each mm-hmm. with their names, and you get to cut, pick the color of the card and what pictures on the card and those yeah. kind of stuff. And what effectively happens? It's an online bank, and so the kids. And remember, in Zach's seven and Bell's ten, the kids got in the post two banking cards, yeah. right? And so they've got their own bank accounts, and 
but the great thing about the app, uh, and I'm sure there's hundreds of things out there probably, but this one, we've really liked it, haven't we? Yeah. And um, the great thing about it is you can associate chores and um, savings accounts and all these kind of, like savings goals and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff with it, can't you? So we and share family that. family can pay into it. Yeah, well, like for like Christmas. Stuff like that, yeah. Yes, we, uh, being in France at the moment, mm-hmm. yeah, we have family from um, like the UK and stuff who will send, especially this time of year, who are crediting their bank accounts to go towards their Christmas presents. And the kids get to see it in real time, mm-hmm. but they also get to see the consequence of spending the money and like how that reduces it and saving money. Well, yeah, well, that's actually next on my list is financial literacy. Well, we'll come on to that. Yeah, because yeah. that, that in itself is so important, just understanding. Like Zach had it just yesterday, didn't he? Because a, a member of family has, has given both the kids some extra money. Yeah. Um, and, and Zach was like, well, why have I got less than Annabelle then? Yeah. Thinking that he'd been given less. But it was because he bought something a week or so ago, yeah. and therefore, obviously, his has gone down a little bit. And it took him a minute to go, oh, I always like to yeah. work that journey through that, oh, me having that means that that's actually gone down. Yeah. It's, um, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really interesting little app. But, but yeah, that, that delayed kind of gratification where, you know, if you do this now or you work on these certain things, you get that then. Yeah. Is, again, is, is an important skill which is huge for when you do go into business because as as we've said on some of the previous podcasts like when to start with you're just shouting into an empty room and yeah. we're still doing that with with say it at the minute yeah. and we're um well we're know. doing it with all everything we're involved in right now like well yeah from, smiley booth paused yeah. yeah it's a smiley booth which is our photo booth hire company right so in the that bob's back bob's <laughs> flying around me again um yeah smiley booth which is a photo booth hire company is um, that's on pause pretty much. We're still doing some events, but the number of events well, compared not right to now, what, or on lockdown, but yeah. Well, we have franchisees in other parts of the oh, world yes, outside so of the UK that are doing events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the um, but the point is, is that's doing far less. Mm-hmm. So there's work happening on there where there's zero reward mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, say it, we're having doing loads of work on that. Um, that's. Uh, but it's all conversations yeah. and building software and, yeah. and and all this kind of stuff. There's nothing on that. No. And the podcast again. Yeah. There's yeah. there's we won't we we've determined that we won't see or, or, or we won't see any result or be prepared to look at any re- results in reality until we've vested enough time in this project to to judge. Yeah. And that's and you created the line of right 365 days is on that 365th day that's when we will sit back and declare right was this a worthwhile exercise or not and it's a lot of work you know all all of those all of those projects that we're involved in right now we love doing them don't get me wrong it's this isn't like a poor you nonsense it's not that at all because we genuinely love what we do Mm. right we love doing the podcast Mm -hmm. because this is just me and you Doing our usual, having a coffee or a tea and talking about life, yes. right? So, and being out, and the fact that there might be one conversation or one thing that you and I might say, the fact that somebody listening to this or watching this, it, help someone it might help someone. Yeah, it might, it might just get someone going in the right direction yeah. or change something. Or it's, solve a problem that they've been having. Yeah, that's whatever. massively yeah, yeah. for us. That's like that's a really powerful reason to do these yeah, things, yeah. right? Um, and but 
and again it's delayed gratification yeah. we're living and breathing that right now yeah yeah absolutely yeah. but with kids you can do it so much you can do it very easily just with things like getting them involved in like gardening projects where yeah. obviously you've got to wait for whatever it is to grow or well that's how we live right that's yeah, how yeah. human beings have exactly, lived right? yeah so. yeah so that they don't get and i think that's what's so dangerous it was one of the reasons that we decided to travel and leave the uk wasn't it was um experiences over things Mm. because w- the kids had like rooms full of toys all just tap you know and they never played with it because it was almost like it was too much they just didn't know what was there and, and when we traveled we sold everything bar a few little items that they took with them yeah yeah when we were we were traveling they they would literally <laughs> this sounds awful but they would literally play with the rubbish wouldn't yeah. they they would the cereal boxes or whatever that we'd had they'd be making robots out well, of them and, really bad parents i know but, yeah. they, but they they had that and, and the toys that they had got with them they loved and they played with them over and over again when they hadn't before yeah, yeah, yeah. and they they suddenly had these imaginations and this creativity kind of took over yeah that they didn't have before that yeah. they didn't have before and and i think they got on a lot better with each other as well yeah um, but yeah, so sorry that, that going back to the delay gratification. I think this there's this immediate nature now, um, not just with toys, but with social media. You know that that swipe function because you're getting these dopamine hits all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think kids lose the delay gratification. I mean, Zach, if he's been on a screen for a couple of days, is terrible, isn't he? He, he literally know what to like, do no, he's constantly going. I'm bored. He walks around. Yeah, I'm bored. I'm bored. I'm bored because he just he's lost that kind of dopamine hit from the well I, was, I think that's a, that's like a consequence of like the the consumer driven societies that we nature. live in yeah, yeah. It, like the 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 fact that you just need to buy that pill or buy this product and you'll get this this will be it's the way your life solution, is yeah. yeah and it's it's kind of permeated everything everybody yeah. does so the concept of hard work and um creates result and you know, the delayed gratification is kind of it doesn't fit with a company's need for you to buy their product. Mm. You know, the company never comes, a marketing company, sorry, a company never markets you and says, Yeah, this is going to take a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come back to us next year if you really want. If you really like what we do, we'll talk to you over the next six months and then hopefully, fingers crossed, you might want to buy our product. You know, it's like companies aren't doing that. They're like, No, there's, a, there's an offer, like, we're doing this around Black Friday. Yes. So everything's urgent. Everything's like this constant sense of urgency is always being pushed by corporates mm. to get you to spend your money and um probably even more so at the moment because there is no urgency yeah urgency has kind of disappeared a little bit this year because of the, the way the year is so they're probably working on ways to invent urgency even more constantly and that's so yeah so it, it completely erodes delayed gratification mm. and it's the same with exercise as well so yeah. we we approach exercise as it's a it's something that's like we used to approach it, I certainly did anyway, in a sense of, right, if I just go nuts for three months, I'll end up looking like this guy that I've seen. Oh, who's just, yeah, you know, as that was like my approach. And and the problem is, it was like heart attack in the future. Yeah. That's, that's the way it was going to end up being. And you never quite get to where these images that you see of people where they've done these massive transformations. Well, and also you burn yourself out, not just yeah. in physically, but I mean... You, just you don't want to do it Yeah, anymore. exactly. You're just like, oh, God, that's a bit too much like hard work, so you stop. Yeah, so we <laughs> approach exercise in the sense of, okay, we know that eventually we'll be in the kind of shape we really want to be in, mm. but let's make... So let's apply the philosophy of delayed gratification on that basis, but not put some arbitrary arbitrary timeline mm. on health. 
Yeah. Because with health, it's like, let's just make that a function of our daily lives. Like, because yeah. it, it sorts out our headspace, it makes us feel better. So let's just have some form of exercise and some form of avoidance of rubbish food. And we're not immune to that. We're not like some... Oh God, no. no, we like <laughs> chocolate and alcohol and all of those things. But the point is that regulation of that, because we know that pigging out and going crazy or not doing any exercise at all is is a really bad move. Yeah, so. but that's, that's another thing that helps with the kids, isn't it? Because Annabelle suddenly wanted abs from nowhere, yeah. didn't she? She came into the, to where we've got a treadmill and a few weights and, and, and just the laundry room, basically, yeah. and said... Uh, how do I get abs? I want to do some abs today. Let, let, can I get a can I get a six pack? And you're like, eh, it doesn't quite work like yeah, that. Yeah, it doesn't happen like that. But that's the point. It's like every nothing happens like that. No. Like exactly. the only reason why you see these, like, how did, this is how we went from zero to a million, or this is how I went from twenty stone to ten, or this, the only reason why you're seeing all of that stuff is because they want your attention. Well, no, because you only money. see the last like five percent. Yeah. You don't see the rest of the story. Yeah. Know, you, the or, bamboo. Or, or you get it fast forwarded. But yeah, you only see that last point. Go on, you're dying to tell the bamboo story. Go on then. Right. Well we mentioned <laughs> we mentioned um Siam Kid yesterday, mm-hmm. um, who uh runs the Realistic Trader and the Wealth Action Plan. Highly recommend um searching for him online. If you get he's a great guy a friend of ours. Although I did say what great values he's had that he has and then yesterday sorry so i am but he's he's going to the shops in his onesie at the moment <laughs> ah, <laughs> so i yeah. saw that and i was like oh maybe he's not got such great values at the yeah, minute. No, no, he's, <laughs> he's an awesome guy and i highly recommend um yeah looking at his stuff and um Just he's a character <laughs> yeah yeah he's a character he's he's a very unique guy but anyway he introduced this because he'd seen it somewhere else and he introduced this to us um and basically there's this um there's this bamboo seed that that when you plant it and you have to literally water it, I think it's either every day or you have to regularly look after this blasted seed. It's Chinese bamboo. Chinese bamboo, is yeah. it? Okay, so you have to water it and you have to do it and, it and you have to look after it for five years and nothing happens for five years. And then after five, uh, five years, so it grows by some extraordinary rate. Like within days, mm-hmm. it shoots up feet up in the air yeah. doesn't it and um and within a matter of like it literally is a matter of days and a couple of weeks whatever it is yeah it's something crazy um but yeah it becomes this enormous plant but mm-hmm. and basically what's happened is the seed has been doing all the work under the ground that nobody else is seeing so all of this stuff is happening over five years and then the moment it breaks ground it just happens like it just explodes and that's that's a lot of what you hear and see when you hear these supposed overnight successes in life, yeah. right? It's not overnight successes. That individual or those individuals or whatever it is have been working solidly for a long period mm. of time. They just haven't broken ground. Mm. That's And that's delayed gratification yeah. as a whole, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think I, I used to get that with my music, you know, in my, in my kind of early teens when I was, um, you know, ahead, ahead of the game in terms of talent of, even other fairly talented musicians at that age, obviously, once you get older, everybody kind of catches up when you're, when you're all learning together. But people would be like, oh, you know, how, how are you so good? How are you? And it's like, well, I started when I was six. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got six years in this. Yeah. And they, they may have only started like the previous year or something. Yeah. Um, and and I used to find that when I taught music as well, um, and this is something that we, we do very much try to do with our, our children, is that 
um, if you start something, you've got to give it a good go before you you give up. Give up Whether you, you like, don't like see, it. yeah, see if you like it. Or yeah, not. and and I used to drive me crazy with parents when you know the the, the kid had come along for a couple of music lessons, and then I'd get a phone call from the parent. Oh, they don't really like it. So, yeah. They haven't given it a go no. at all, because um, you will, especially in your early days with something, have ups and downs with well, it. Well, it sound awful. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we have it with Annabelle with art, doesn't she? She's quite into art. Yeah. And she'll often start drawing a picture and then get frustrated and screw it up or tear it up because, oh, yeah. no good. And it's like, you've just got to practice. You've got yeah. to keep working at something. And um, yeah, so I, I think that's probably... The biggest thing I've taken away as a, as a parent now from before I was a parent when I taught children yeah. that, you, you know, you've, you've got to see it through because, and I saw that with some kids, you know, they, they would struggle for the, you know, some would take to it like the duck to water, but yeah. others would struggle. Um, and maybe they'd talk, they'd say, oh, I want to give up. And I'd be like, come on, let's just give it a couple more weeks. And they're like, oh, I'm so glad you did that because now I really enjoy it. Yeah. You well, know? that's, and I think that's the same with everything. Like, so that's the same with fitness, by yeah. the way. Like when you see these fitness models or whatever it is on Instagram and all this kind of stuff, it's easy to look at them and just think, oh, they're genetically gifted or they're um, whatever. Or they obviously are passionate about what they do or they love what they do. And that's why they're in the shape. And I could never... I, so when you hear people say, oh, I could never be a runner or I could never do this. or I could, It's like, if you've not put the work in to experience what, in, to be able to experience what enjoying it actually is, mm. you shouldn't have an opinion on it. Mm. You say, with running, right? So I run and the, I know that there is a, there's a period of time where running just is awful. <laughs> like, and it can be, it can take months mm. before it just stops being this, awful experience of just yeah. pain and discomfort and yeah it's just there's it's misery yeah right and but once you get over that that like that hill and you're on the other side it's like oh and there's certainly things like the run i did this morning mm. i was running faster for than i have run like on the treadmill but i was running faster than i'd run for ages mm. and I was super comfortable. And longer. And longer, yeah. yeah. And I super relaxed, right? And I was like, and there was a feeling of doing it that was just like, it was no, it wasn't effort. It well, was it, just it's like, amazing the, the base level that stays there as well once you have put the time into something because I I enjoy running, as you know, but I'm I'm nowhere near the kind of runner you are and I've, and I've struggled with it. But I'm starting to get to a point now where, um, like, because I, I haven't run until yesterday and today for maybe three weeks because yeah. I had a few health issues and I came back into it like yesterday and today and I've come into it at a way higher level than yeah, I ever yeah, thought yeah. I would because you kind of keep this well you had one of your best runs yeah um but when, was that this morning or this yesterday? morning yeah this but morning, yeah. Once, once you've kind of put the work in the groundwork in like as I say I haven't for three weeks but before that I was running quite regularly yeah once you put that groundwork in it's amazing how when you pick something up like if I picked up an instrument today yeah I would still have that talent and that knowledge yeah. even though I haven't done it for quite some time yeah because it, it you put that foundation in you yeah. put the, the, the solid groundwork in and it just stays yeah you never reset to zero no there's no. always unless something catastrophic happens yeah but generally you never reset to zero yeah. your foundation you just keep raising yeah. the level of your yeah, foundation absolutely. and um but yeah, it's, so I guess the point is that you have to, you just, you, there is always discomfort, pain, and, and that can come out in different ways, right? It can be very visceral and obvious discomfort or pain, or it can be pain in 
boredom, mm. disinterest, mm. like I'd rather be doing other things than this right now. It can be any of those types of things. Yeah. But you, if you have a vision in your mind as to what what the end game is yeah. and what that would feel like and what it would look like and commit to it. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So we're committed to our podcast and that's, that's today's hour. So, um, was that really? It was, yeah. God, you and I do know how to talk, don't we? <laughs> so, yeah, so that was episode 11. 11, so 12 tomorrow. <laughs> well done.